you know what it's time for. It's time to talk about relationships. That's right, specifically healthy relationships. That's the way they say it on those weird dating app commercials. You know, I, I get it. We're, we're living in the modern day. You know, very rarely does anybody meet face-to-face. You have to meet online first. You have to meet through an app first. I heard a rumor recently that there's somebody in the UPC that is talking about actually making a dating app <laughs> for apostolic people. Woo! Man, when that comes out, we will have a lot to discuss. And if if you're listening to this and you're making this app, uh, move forward with it. Uh, what what could what else could it do? I mean, people are already uh, romance is already happening through Instagram. Breakups are happening through Instagram. People are destroying their lives through Instagram. It's not Instagram that's doing it. It's people. It's people. It's never about the device. It's about the condition of your heart. So maybe a dating app is just what apostolics need. You know, you put in there how tall you are and what color your hair is and what color your eyes are and who's your favorite worship worship team and what kind of uh, preaching do you like? Do you like encouraging messengers or do you prefer hell or high water? And uh, do you prefer to uh, walk around the whole church during altar call when you pray or do you prefer to kneel down or you do, do you kind of prefer to just scream oh god oh god in the corner you know that kind, I, that type of stuff i guess and uh, you, you put in what you are and what you're looking for in a future uh, relationship really we call it marriage that's what dating is for and you just Put the information in there and the app and its brilliant computer technology, all of the equations, they add up and bam, it will send you the perfect apostolic match. Hello, loyal listeners. Welcome back to the Justin C. Gleason podcast. To our newer listeners, we're so glad you have joined us. Please consider scrolling up in your Apple podcast or your Spotify and clicking that follow button. Apple Podcast has re- recently changed with the new updates, and they put a plus sign, so that means add, 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 add. And I'd like for you to add this podcast to your weekly podcast intake. We won't let you down. We've got great stuff here. God speaks to us on a weekly basis and gives us content straight from the Spirit, straight from the Word, straight from what I see and what I observe Put it all into one and present to you a podcast episode. Please also consider giving a great review and rating and share this podcast with your friends. You know what the Bible says about a cheerful giver? God's word says he loves cheerful givers. The love of God is amazing. You remember when you first felt the love of God? Maybe you were at a low point in your life and the preacher preached, the altar call was given, and you could just feel the pull and the love and the acceptance of God. There's nothing like it. You want to take your experience with the love of God to a deeper level? Give. Give, give, give. Give to your church. Give to missions. Give to those in need. And I'd like to give you an opportunity to give to this podcast. If JCGP is of value to you, I'd like you to consider adding value back to it. 
You can give through Cash App, PayPal, and Venmo, all at Justin C. Gleason. Reference the show notes for details. Thank you so much for giving. Podcasting is the future, and with the help of your loyal listenership, I will have a future in it. In your car, we could drive for a million miles. I don't even care about it. In my mind, I'm 17. this theory that there's certain moments throughout the year that just have a heightened natural way of creating romance among us first and foremost it is it's not valentine's day some people think that it's not valentine's day i i don't think valentine's day is very romantic for some reason i don't there's just the pressure for it to be romantic and and it, and it can be i suppose you know chocolates uh roses all of that old old-fashioned uh romance dramas that's good stuff right but for me the number one time of year for romance is uh christmas time christmas and new year's i think it's just romantic secondly it's fourth of july fourth of july and uh fourth of july has already come and gone several weeks ago earlier this month and just watching my social media hearing people talk a lot of relationships began around Independence Day. It's it's just that spirit of of America, Independence Day, that brings uh, romance, right? It's the freedom, the valor, family time, uh, hoping for a better life, having a better life. You know, it's just that's America. You know, we celebrate our heroes, our patriots, our forefathers. We have food, we have fireworks, we have games. Uh, everybody is hot. Everybody is sweaty. It's just a perfect atmosphere for a romantic connection to happen. It's just a great time to get noticed, right? So, and I think that just kind of carries over for a few weeks and into the into those really hot days. And man, it's been hot here in Kansas City. Let me tell you. I mean, I was out with my family, and my teeth were practically sweating. Oof, that's how hot it is. But yeah, summertime is romantic. It's a great time for a healthy relationship. And another reason why summer is so romantic, I bet you can guess what it is. It is on everybody's mind. It happens every other year, and that is... N-A-Y-C! Yes! Oh, North American Youth Congress. Woo! That is one meeting to get direction for your life from God, uh, to be a good place to give it all to God, a great place to uh, receive God's will and plan for your life. You know, what's your next step after high school? What's your next step after college? And it's also a fantastic place for that special guy to meet that special girl, let sparks fly, and for him to tell her, how he really feels. But sadly, tragically, COVID-19 has taken away our in-person gathering at North American Youth Congress. 
It is so sad. I mean, you look forward to the preaching. My goodness, it's amazing. The worship is amazing. All of the uh, special things they do, the um, theatrics that they do, and then all the the things to build just uh, great camaraderie with uh, youth groups and whoever else is sitting in your section. I mean, it's just life-changing. The anointing of God moves upon that meeting. I'll never forget in, in uh, 2015, I was uh, praying for North American Youth Congress, and my dad preached that year, and Jason Huckabee preached that year, and I, I texted both of them, and I said, the Holy Ghost has spoken to me saying that this year history will be made at North American Youth Congress. This will no longer be a convention or a congress. It's going to become a movement. I said that. And I saw it happen. Even those wording, that, that same wording, history would be made and it would become a movement. Other people were feeling it and other people were saying it. God was speaking to all of us the same thing. And Youth, and youth Congress has always been good, but since 2015, it's just kind of shot to a, whole, to, to a totally new level. And we can't let this COVID-19 discourage us from this meeting. We're going to have a great time watching it tonight on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, discipleship now wherever else you get your media apostolic content from UPCI youth ministries if you want to find out more details uh, scroll back to our past episode with sister Charlotte Franklin uh, the uh, aid of finances there at UPCI YM she'll uh, tell you all about it so yeah but don't be discouraged we're gonna have a move of God God's gonna move in your youth group tonight God is gonna move in your hyphen group the Lord is going to help you. Maybe you are the only person in your youth group, and it's just you and your phone. Uh, God's going to move no matter where you are, where you're at. But I'm worried about these single people who had hopes of meeting that right one. What are we going to do? What are single people going to do? You know, Youth Congress dates are great. Uh, I mentioned Brother Huckabee. He, he testified uh, in his opening remarks <laughs> At his message in 2015 about how he met, uh, it was Sister Black then, now Sister Huckabee, how they met, fell in love, dated, got engaged, and and got married, living happily ever after, only about 20 minutes from me now. <laughs> and it's just a beautiful story. That happens at North American Youth Congress. Uh, it's also a great place uh, for a, a disastrous date to happen. I know about these. I had a few disastrous dates at North American Youth Congress. It, it just happens. That's just American apostolic Pentecostal dating. Sometimes it goes good. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you fall in love. Sometimes you fall uh, into heartbreak, whatever, you know. But I, I remember I went on a date with, with a girl. Uh, it was somebody that a friend of mine in Bible college had been talking to me about. They're like, she's really sweet. You'll really uh, like her. I think you all will really connect. And I, I don't know. I just, the pressure was being poured upon me. And, you know, we had a lot in common. There was a lot of great stuff. So I got her number. I texted her or called her. I can't remember what I did, but I think I called her. We didn't text back then in 2003. Not many people did. And I called her, which I recommend you do. Phone calls are, are a good thing because they're out of the ordinary nowadays. And uh, I think you can really make a better connection that way. You know, the girl can feel the tone of your voice, how excited you are that she would even talk to you. And uh, you, you think she's great. You think you'll have a great time. You'll think this and that. So so I set up a date. Well, I, I leave uh, the, the service. I, I walk across. I find her where she is. And uh, she's like, hey, like, hey, Justin, you know, and she gives me this big hug. 
automatically a red flag. Not that I'm against hugging, but it's like uh, I was going to go for a handshake, but she wanted a big hug. It's kind of uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm funny about those things. I think the guy should initiate that when the, when the time comes. But anyway, maybe she was a little nervous. I was nervous, it, and it didn't break the ice, let me tell you. But anyway, she said, hey, my two friends are going to come along. And I'm like, great. That's great. We're going to have two third wheels. <laughs> and uh, I had a reservation at a restaurant for two of us. Well, we show up and there's four of us and they're like, uh, well, we'll have to give your table away and you're going to have to wait. And I'm like, oh, these two friends are a fail. But anyway, we just sat there in the lobby. You know, it's full of apostolic people and talking to other people. I ran into a few other people I knew, you know, and it, it was just kind of hard to d- talk to this girl I was supposed to be on a date with because she up and brought two of her friends and another red flag, you know, didn't give me a heads up. I thought it was supposed to be her and I, the big hug, the two friends, whatever, and now the long wait, this and that. And uh, one of the friends was really nice to me, actually. She was actually more nicer to me than the girl I was on a date with. But then the other girl was straight up mean to me. It was weird. And the girl I was on a date with was a little bit out of control. Well, uh, I, I don't know. You know, you just... You know, back then, I, I really didn't know what I wanted, what I was doing in life, but, you know, it, you just look cool when you're dating somebody, right? It looks so cool to have that on your social media status, that you're in a relationship. You notice there, it doesn't say, I'm dating, or I'm engaged, but it's in a relationship, or single, or, or married, or I think they have divorced, and maybe they also have, it's complicated. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else they have on there, I haven't checked that in years. Anyway, because I've been 11 years married now. But, you, you know, you have that in a relationship. Everybody likes that. So I like the idea of being in a relationship. And it was long distance. I was in Bible college. She was, uh, you know, in her, her state, her town, her church, all of that. And it worked for a little while. We then met up again at General Conference, and it just bombed. What's funny is I ended up dating one of her friends. Yeah. The same that fr- that friend one of those friends that I told you about that came on that date ended up dating her. So dates can happen at North American Youth Congress. They sure can. They can. You can have a great time. You can make great memories. Hopefully your heart won't get broken. But you know what is so special about that Youth Congress that I'm telling you about here in 2003? While I was there, Brother King Gurley got up there and preached a worth-the-wait day session. And I remember praying and calling out to God for my future spouse. I really did, and I said, Lord, if she is in here, when the time is right, let me meet her. And you know who would have been in there? A girl named Anna Bullock. That's right, that's Sister G's maiden name, Anna Bullock. I call her Sister G. Some people think it's Sister G for Sister Gleason. It it sometimes is, but it's mostly for Sister Gorgeous. That's right. She is gorgeous. But Anna Bullock would have been in there. She was in there. I found out later after we were dating, she was there, and the Lord really spoke to her during that Worth the Wait uh, meeting. You know, I don't recall ever seeing her. I would have been 21 in that Youth Congress, and she would have been only, let me add this up here, 17. 
She would have just been 17 there. That's right. Wait, excuse me, 16, 15 or 16, depending, yeah, 15 or 16. So yeah, we couldn't have dated. Me being 21, she being 16, that wouldn't have happened. But she was there. And so the Lord heard those prayers. And it was uh, five years later we met and fell in love, dated, got married. And here we are 11 years later with two beautiful children and one baby boy on the way. And you never know what God will do at Youth Congress. So I know maybe you're disappointed. Maybe there's somebody you were really wanting to meet. Maybe you have been talking. You're at, Right now you're in California. The guy's in California, and she's all the way out in Florida. And it's really not in a good spot right now, good timing, whatever, for you guys to meet up. So you've just been talking. You had plans at meeting at Youth Congress, and now it can't happen. You know, uh, be patient. Be patient. Keep talking. Talk is cheap. Do a lot of it. And you know what? Save your money. Make those trips. But keep making those phone calls. Write those letters. Make long distance work. I did it. If I did it, you can certainly do it. Maybe uh, you're this guy and you're wondering who you're going to marry. Maybe it's time for you to start noticing that girl in your youth group. I know you've grown up with her. You've seen each other at your best and at your worst. And it's like, yeah, I just kind of grew up with her, whatever. Well, just wait. I'm telling you, something happens with girls when they turn 16, 17, 18, they no longer look like a nerd. They start looking pretty. So that's right. Don't make fun of a girl when she's 12, 13, or 14. She might end up being hot. And then you're going to feel like a putz when all of a sudden she gets looking good looking and you're like, I was so mean to her. Yeah, she ain't going to date you. <laughs> you're going to have to eat the crow, man. And then, girl, the same thing happens to a dude. They grow up. They get really good looking. They go from being a really hideous guy to all of a sudden a delicious man, and you've got a crush on him, but you were mean to him when you thought he was ugly. Yeah, that's right. Be careful. You never know who all of a sudden can get good looking. <laughs> that's right. Well, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to notice that special girl, that special guy in your youth group, and uh, something happens during this watch party tonight. Okay, what what about that girl that uh, you've been noticing on social media? I mean, she has just caught your eye. Maybe it's time to DM her and say, hey, you watching Youth Congress? What do you think? <laughs> or after it, you know, after prayer, text her and say, hey, what did you think about Brother Thomas's message? Wasn't it awesome? Hey, what did you think about Victor Jackson's message? Uh-huh. Hey, uh, can I call you? And before you know it, you're talking till like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and all of a sudden, it's the beginnings of a healthy relationship. That's right. Mm-hmm. Dating. Dating, dating, dating. If you keep God in dating, God will not let you down. You will be in his will. I don't care how you feel. You've got to be concerned about how God feels about it how your pastor feels about it, how your parents feel about it, how your friends that you trust, they're going to tell you the truth, how they feel about it. You know, that person that you talk to when you're around them, do you feel uh, more inspired to draw closer to the Lord and get involved in ministry? If you do, that's a good sign. It could be the will of God. But if you find yourself not wanting to go to youth group stuff anymore, you don't want to sing in the choir anymore, you don't want to preach anymore or teach anymore, you just you know, want to chill and take a step back. Yeah, you're you're dating the wrong person. Yep. If you can't see yourself losing your individuality with that person, if you are around them and you are becoming more and more independent, yeah, they're not the one for you. 
But if you feel yourself letting go of your will and wanting to serve and to please that person and do what they want to do, it could be a great chance that that is the one God has for you. And then lastly, another third sign I see that who you're dating could be the future is that do you aspire to better yourself when you're around that person? Mm -hmm. When you get around that person, guy, maybe you're a little overweight, and when you're around that girl, you're like, ooh, I want to eat better. I want to exercise better. You know, maybe it's like, you know, you're thinking, you know, I'm not on the pathway to really have a good career, but I'm going to get to school. I'm going to get to college. I'm going to better myself. I'm going to learn a trade. I'm going to get a great career. I'm going to better myself. I'm going to start tithing. I'm going to start saving money. I'm going to start investing money. I'm going to start making better financial choices. You know, if, if that girl is making you do that, that's a good sign. She's good for you. Uh, girls, if you're around that guy and you see him and you want to be the best that you can for that guy and you see yourself buying a house with that guy, you see you and him purchasing cars together, you see yourself eating thousands of meals with that guy, then you see, uh, you know, in the future having children with that guy you know you got to think about that stuff you see yourself growing old with that guy and doing the grandchildren thing all that stuff with that guy it you know you you just want to better yourself you want to experience all of the blessings that god has in this life when in your marriage that could very well be the guy but then maybe this youth congress maybe you are in a bad relationship none of those things are lining up since you've been dating this person you're pretty much backslid uh that ain't the will of god uh, since you've been dating this person, uh, all your friends don't like you anymore because you have turned into a total schmuck. Uh, you're, you're out of the will of God. You are not dating in the will of God. And then since you started dating that person, you, you quit school, you dropped out, uh, you brought shame to your family name, uh, you, you're just a total loser, you've taken up pot smoking, uh, you're watching horror movies together, and, and you're just bad for each other. Maybe you went out and got a tattoo or or pierced uh, something. And it, and it's time to call it off. It's time to break up. That's right. She talked you into getting a tattoo. Mm. It's time to break up. That's right. There's dating, and there is dumping. God spoke to Abraham while he was dwelling in Ur of the Chaldeans. He said, get out of your country and go to a land that I will show you. And maybe God is speaking to you here in the United States of America or Canada or wherever. And he's saying, get out of your homeland and take a tour to the land that I showed and that I gave Abraham. I'd like to invite you to come with me to the Holy Land, the land of Israel, November 2022. I will be hosting this tour, partnering with the ministries of Dr. Art Wilson, the senior pastor of the International Church of Detroit, Michigan, who is hosting the Jerusalem Conference that will be also happening 
inside of this epic Israel tour. So yeah, come on. We want you to come. We want couples to come. We want single people to come. We want people that have never been to Israel to come. We want people who have been to Israel many times to come. You got to go. There's no place like it. And after all we have been through, hey, we could use a little bit of R&R in the Holy Land. There's no place like it. Speaking of Abraham, did you know that they unearthed a gate? A gate, a portion of a city wall, a gate that Abraham would have passed through. I'm telling you, it's there. There is no limits to the antiquity that Israel is discovering on a day-by-day basis. So you got to get over there and see it. Check it out in Bible prophecy. Israel has amazing things that have happened, that are happening now, and going to happen in the future. you got to see it. You have got to experience it. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Justin C. Gleason. Contact me at justincgleason at gmail.com. Dating and dumping. Yeah. Dumping is not (laughs) excusing yourself for a restroom break while you're on a date. No, no, no. Dumping is ending the relationship. Maybe Facebook ought to include that in their um, relationship status. Dumped. Just dumped. (laughs) That's what they used to call it back in the uh, 90s, 2000s. You really didn't hear people saying we broke up. It was, oh no, she dumped me. And it it was like when you got kicked to the curb, you know. And it seemed like kind of growing up, nobody really ended a relationship on good terms for some reason. Uh, nowadays, people have gotten a little bit better at that, I think. But uh, back in the old days, man, if if the relationship ended, it was like deep hatred. You know, tires would be slashed. Uh, rumors would start. Uh, bad things would just happen getting dumped it's, it's just when people get their hearts broken they get mad and they want revenge right but is dumping all that bad is getting let go all that bad is having your heart broken all that bad i don't know because sometimes you can learn a lot let me tell you this when i was at the lowest place in my life in regards to relationships i was kicked to the curb i was dumped I had given up on finding somebody. Usually when you're at your lowest, when you are humbled, when there's not a drop of pride inside of you, when you're at a place where it's like, God, I give up. I give up. It's all you. That's usually when God starts to work in. Because that's really the only place that he can work. And I was at the lowest of the low. I went to a wedding. (laughs) That's the last place you want to go when you've just been dumped right oh that coffee's good but I went to this wedding I was in this wedding party and a friend of mine said you got to meet this girl she's single you're single and I said I don't care if I'm single I'm unavailable (laughs) I'm single and unavailable I am done I have given up on love and I mean I was playing you know romance music has always been awkward for me And I have a theory. Romance music is awkward for couples. Nothing usually happens. Uh, Breakup music is great. You know? 
uh, hating on dating is great music. That's right. People people would rather listen nowadays to a breakup song more than a uh, makeup song or a makeout song. Oh, yikes. Anyway, but you want to generate sparks, uh, turn on a good podcast with you and her. It'll happen. See, romance music is awkward. Romance movies are not. They're never awkward. Sometimes they work, right? But mark it down. You're riding in the car or whatever. You're, you're somewhere where there's no access to only but a phone or something. Turn on a podcast like this. And it's a great pl- place to kind of break the ice and uh, share your attention on one thing together. Uh, where was I? What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Breaking up can really, really put you in a good spot to have your eyes open clearly to the will of God. And that is what happened to me. And this friend said, you know, I want you to come and, you know, you're here in the wedding and I want you to meet this person. And I almost didn't, but something inside of me just said, go and meet her. And I introduced myself to the lovely sister on it. And I will never forget that handshake. July 12th, 2008. It was just like, bam. It wasn't love at first sight, but it was like an energy came right there. It was love at first sight, but you know, you can't say that. You know, love take to say it, to confess it, to open up about it. There's timing in that, but I mean, there was a connection there, just bam. And uh man, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. God was in it. I was in the lowest place cuz I tried dating. And I kept my spirit right. I kept a good attitude. I behaved myself. I did not sin. You know, you just got to put yourself out there to meet that right person. That's how we have to do it in American culture. Marriages aren't arranged anymore nowadays. You have to get out, like God said, and find the wife. Find the wife. And it's done through dating or courting, as a lot of people like to call it, because dating's associated with uh, the way of the world that embraces uh, all the sin that goes along with relationships. We don't do that. So some call it courting, and I'm okay with that. But it's spending time talking to that person, getting to know that person, and if you want it to work, you know, you got to tear down the walls. You've got to open up and be willing to love and and willing to be loved. You can't go into it a broken person. You can't go into it, you know, with baggage. You can't go into it with pain if you want it to work and be natural and be healthy. And I was trying my best to do that. And when I thought marriage was not for me, dating was not for me, at least not any time soon in that season, I met the right girl. Man. From the time we met, 21 months later, we were married, began our lives together. And what a wonderful life it has been. Thank you, Jesus, for it. I'm telling you, if you will pray and you will do your part, God will do his part. North American Youth Congress, other youth events, those are the places where you want to meet her. That's right. Don't go out looking in a bar. Don't go out looking at the movie theater. Find her in church. Find her in a Pentecostal meeting. Do all the things that I've been preaching to you ever since the beginning of this podcast. And the Lord is going to help you to find the person that he has for you. It's like Adam and Eve. God said to Adam lay down, or he said, first of all, name all the animals, take control of this garden, name all the animals, do everything I've told you to do, and now lay down and rest. And when Adam awoke, God presented to him his bride. And guys, that's really what you got to do to find the future wife. 
Do what God said do. Get established. Get familiar with your environment. Grow yourself. Develop yourself. Trust God. And then learn to rest. Learn to let God take total control. Learn to almost like go about it with your eyes closed. You know, what you can see is not faith. Faith is what you can't see. When you've got like those eyes closed to your soul, let God do the work. And when he awakens you, she will be there for you. And girls, you know, you've just got to trust God when the timing is right. We had Melinda Poitras on here some time ago, and she talked about the importance of praying for your future spouse. Phenomenal episode. Uh, that's what I did. That You look at uh, these great marriages among us, and you'll find that very common. They prayed for their spouse. Not only praying God would give them a spouse, but they would pray for their spouse. They didn't even know who they were, and they prayed, God, keep your hand upon them if they're wherever they're at in life. You know, Spirit, work a miracle for them. Spirit, keep your hand upon them. Touch them. Use them. Develop them. Prepare us for each other. You know, things like that. And those are prayers that God wants to answer. God's not always going to answer the prayer, Lord, give me a million dollars. But when it comes to marriage, something he created, something that has become so uh, distorted and perverted in our culture. When you want a marriage that God creates, that's a prayer he wants to answer because it's kingdom prayers. It's God-ordained prayers. That's right. So you got a date. You got to spend time together talking, time and talking, to find out if they are the suitable spouse. After I, I met Sister G., at that wedding, we instantly started texting and started talking late, late, late at night. I mean, we would just talk about anything and everything. We just kind of clicked. And, you know, we really didn't, I mean, we had things in common, but really not a lot in common. But what was cool was the things that we didn't have in common, we found interesting to each other. You know, my uh, sister G, the the world of, of preaching, the world of ministry was something that was so uh, fascinating to her. Uh, her life was fascinating to me. It was just amazing how well we clicked. It was awesome. And uh, it was time for us to meet again. It was um, almost two months later. I met her at the community meeting, UPCI community meeting. I'm, t- I'm telling you, when you, you got to go to those places. Don't sit home when it's time for camps, conventions. Save up your money. Pay the registration. Get out there. That's where you're going to meet them. I'm telling you, that's how God works. If they're not in your church and it's going to be long distance, most of us have to do that. You got to go to the stuff. You got to do your part and watch God do your part. We met at that uh, community meeting and bam, it just, uh, it worked. It just clicked. And uh, about a month later, I finally drove up to uh, Minnesota uh, to see her for the first time that weekend. Let me, guys, you want to make a, (laughs) you just want to make a girl feel special drive to see her plan a weekend get a hotel or stay with somebody else don't stay don't be staying in her house unless there's a it's a it's a proper setting you know but I, I don't always recommend that it's just just depends on the situation but take her out to the nicest restaurant in town plan everything out do something cool go to a museum go to someplace interesting where you got to do a lot of walking and observing it will really generate a lot of good conversation and interest and you know get educated and you will be building your relationship on quality time. It's really where a lot of couples get into a problem. It's just all about the physical, and it's not about, you know, 
um, experiences together. You know, if there's a nearby lake there, uh, why not take her fishing, guys? <laughs> She'll probably love it. Or rent a jet ski. Ooh, that'd be nice and close. A jet ski. That's right. Uh, something fun, you know, like that. Experiences together, talking together, laughing, having a good time. Our first date, I want to do a very nice dinner and a nice walk uh, down on the town of Saint of uh, Minneapolis. And I took her to a nice steakhouse. And, uh, you know, her and I have been talking several months long distance at a phenomenal dinner. I'm telling you what. And, you know, I thought Sister G would hardly even eat. I, I, th- I thought she's going to order like uh, a crouton and that'll be it. Oh, no, she ordered the full course meal, and I watched her put away some some food. <laughs> and it was kind of funny to watch, actually. We had a good time, great meal. The uh, dating um, thing was great for Anna and I. We had a great dating time. You know, you got to have that in the foundation of your marriage. You want to look back after you're married and say, we dated well. We did it right. We dated good. God, we... Uh, please the Lord. Everything that we did was acceptable to the Lord. That's what you got to do. Um, you want a good marriage, you got to date right. You date in the will of God, you'll get engaged in the will of God. You get engaged in the will of God, you will be married in the will of God. And scream out loud with the switch gears here and talk about um, how other people need to be perceiving your dating relationship. You know, because you can't just be dating for each other. You have to date for your families. You have to date for your churches and your pastors. And you have to, of course, of course most importantly, be dating for God. You've got to keep all that you know, in the picture. I know, I know it's like, you know, nowadays we shouldn't care what other people think. You know, we're just going to do what we do. I don't care what you think. Well, if you are, if you're raising the eyebrows of good people that you know, chances are you're probably in a really bad dating relationship. But I, there's a few other signs that I want to talk about. And number one is, are you dating in secret? Or are you dating publicly? This is something that has been kind of coming up more frequently with couples. I don't know if COVID did this to us, whatever, but it seems like a lot of people are dating in secret. It's like this guy has had this girlfriend, and you're thinking all along he's single, but for the last seven months he's been dating this girl. There's like a girlfriend we didn't know about. That used to never happen. I mean, people, if they were dating, it was like, 
like day one of the dating relationship, they would tell everybody, make a big announcement. We are official. Do they even say that anymore? We are official. Maybe they need to change that on social media, on a status. You know, you got the inner relationship. Maybe they need to add official. We are official, something like that. It's an official thing. I don't know, but people are doing the the secret dating thing, and I, I'm not sure. I, if I'm going to just make a judgment call on it, I find it a little bit weird because when you're doing something in secret, chances are you have something to hide. There's, there's something to conceal. And if there is like, I don't know if there's like shame or guilt there or embarrassment. Um, I mean, do you want to be private about your marriage? No, of course not. You know, guys, if you really love that girl, you want her to be spoken for. That's why you put a big ring on her finger or a watch on her wrist or whatever your uh, tradition is with your, uh, your church, your organization. You want her to be spoken for. You don't want other guys going up to her and saying, hey, baby. You don't want no other guy talking to your wife like that, right? So you want you want to make it known. And I think dating should be the same way. I think you know, if you find somebody and it's getting pretty serious, you need to somehow communicate that. And the secret thing I find to be a little bit weird. I don't know what's, what's going on here. Maybe guys are you know passing over the girlfriend thing and it's going straight to like engagement. And I've been seeing that lately, guys. It's like, yeah, he's single. Then all of a sudden, bam, he's engaged. You're like, what? You're engaged? What? Oh, my God. You had no idea that they were even dating. And, you know, that's people's business. And if the marriage works out, hey, whatever you did, I'm glad you did it. If it, if it works, it works, right? If it's not broke, then don't fix it. But my opinion, if you're a loyal listener here, I think if you are serious about somebody, you you need to let other people know. You need to let where, I don't know, it, there's just a certain accountability, I think, that comes with it when you let other people know that, hey, we are an item. It's kind of an announcement. It's it's kind of like you're sort of, sort of unofficially spoken for. I think that's just a good thing to do because, you know me, I'm not really for dating a bunch of people at the same time. You know, you, you have like a month and you and you date 16 people, you know, dating, dating, dating. I, I'm not I'm not into that. I didn't do it that way. I find that people do that, have a hard time getting married. Uh, they, they really do. They, it's, it's like this serial monogamous dating relationships. One boyfriend after another. You, you, you date, you date somebody else, you go back and forth and back and forth. I, I don't know. Is that how you want to be married? <laughs> One marriage after another? Absolutely not. So I think you should date how you want to be married. Uh, one one guy at a time. One girl at a time. Uh, yeah, I don't think you should be on any more, date any any more than one person per every, I don't know, let's say 40 days. That'd probably be a good, maybe even 90 days. I, I just don't think that's really how God works it out. But, you know, what to each his own. I'm just telling you how I did it. I'm telling you how I've seen God work it out for other people. And uh, you just don't need to be dating. Date a lot, but not a lot of people. One person, date them a lot. It doesn't take that long to figure out if they're the one or not. So, yeah, let's talk about getting dumped. Getting dumped can be a great thing. It could actually save your soul. It could save your life. It could save your marriage. And I know it hurts, but you walk with God. You trust God. You'll look back sometime later and you'll figure out, oh, I was totally in the will of God and getting dumped. Totally in the will of God getting dumped. What I think is really a problem 
that's arising in our apostolic culture is you see these couples that have dated for like four or five years or worse yet engaged for like four years uh, back in the day they called it the guy is stringing her along i don't like that not a good idea chances are there's probably fornication going on there's sin involved and they are privately living intimately as a married couple is you know whenever there's no commitment as people grow older, if they're not married, they change, she changes, he changes. Maybe she goes out and uh, gets a master's program, gets a great job, and he's uh, still stuck, you know, uh, doing lube jobs, changing oil. She's making all this money. He's not. She realizes this guy can't take care of me. I don't want, you know, the I don't want a future with this guy anymore. And she just starts trying to really motivate him to better himself. But he won't. You know, but they've been uh, fornicating for the last three years. They feel a bond together. Everybody thinks they're going to get married. She had plans to get married. And, you know, she just feels so stuck in this very unhealthy, out-of-the-will-of-God dating relationship. And finally, they break up, a terrible breakup, as you can imagine. And it's embarrassing. She doesn't even want to go to church. She has a psychological meltdown. And I'm not just telling you parables here. This stuff really happens to people. And uh, it destroys the guy and it destroys the girl. Uh, the guy usually ends up hitting rock bottom, goes to drinking, goes to uh, meth, goes to uh, horn around, goes to getting involved in crime. Uh, she has a psychological breakdown and a, just an emotional attack, and the devil just tries to get all up in her brain and all in her business, and it's just a disaster. That's what sin does. You date out of the will of God. I'm not saying you get, need to get out and elope. But I think it needs to happen quick. We were 21 months. That's a good time, two, three years. You know, really, you need to talk to your pastor and your parents. They'll have a good timetable for you. They, you know, your superiors, those that are the covering, those that have, you know, had good successful marriages that are older than you, they'll kind of know. They'll be able to help you out with that. You know, maybe you got to finish school first. Maybe that would be better. Maybe it'd be better to pay off some debt first. Maybe uh, this or that or the other. Maybe get a few other things established. And whatever timetable that, you know, it, it takes, that's what you want to do. But you know what I'm talking about, the prolonged dating. And it's like, hey, man, fish or cut bait, come on. And I think you can really mess up your, your soul. You can really uh, have a severe broken heart that uh, would take uh, therapy to heal. It's not good. It's just not good. So dating a, a, a lot of people like once or twice to find the right person. I, I don't like it. I think you should date a lot. One person, you know, you need to like pre-screen it. You know, you don't go on a date with somebody you really don't know. I, I don't really get into blind dating. I think you should really check this person out, know a little bit about them. You know, a lot of the big things like, are they in church, right? Uh, you know, the, just their, their history, you know, uh, if he's got like 70 UIs on his record, you know, uh, you know, three different kids with three different women, chances are he may not be the guy for you, okay? You know, you don't need to go on a date and see if he's a nice guy, you know? look, I mean, a person's reputation will always precede them, so you do a little bit of homework, and uh, you pray about it, talk to your pastor about it, really want their advice, and don't get offended if they tell you no. You're setting yourself up for a good dating in the will of God, and then, of course, you will become married in the will of God. Has COVID changed dating? Has COVID changed dating? 
In some places, it has. I know for some people, at least around here, places uh, that people people that I observe, people a lot, a lot of people thought these single people thought it was the end of the world. You know, COVID's here. You know, God is coming back. Better get out and a date, get married very quick if we want to. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Get all that before the tribulation happens. And people did that. Well, then uh, COVID apparently uh, was over, and all those relationships ended. They all broke up. They all got dumped. <laughs> So and now we don't know what to do. NAYC is canceled. They're talking about bringing the masks back. And, you know, it's just a confusing time. And we need God to help us out. We need God to help us out. I get a lot of messages about this stuff. And never in my wildest dreams when I set out to do this podcast did I ever think the subject of dating, engagement, and marriage would become such a hot a topic to talk about, but we have really ministered to a lot of people in this area. And I've saved all of the messages, all of the letters I've gotten from guys and girls that said, I listened to your podcast and it helped me get engaged to the right person. So, and some of all, some of you, since we started this back in January, 2020, some of you are married now, married now. Shout out to Jordan and Shay listeners of this podcast. I'm sure they wouldn't mind me saying, I mean, their engagement, my God, it's all over social media. Absolutely beautiful. Woof. Let me tell you what. You know, they both listened to this podcast and both realized, you know what? The signs are there. It's time to get engaged. And they are engaged. God bless them. Wish you all a beautiful and wonderful wedding and a beautiful, wonderful marriage in the future. God bless you. Nowadays, people that are single aren't really asking me the who and the what and the why and the where and the when and, and, and the why and all that. You know, they're asking how. How do I date? How do I do, how do, I do this? You know, either you, either you got it or you don't. I'll tell you this, sin will distort, will distort everything. You want the will of God, you've got to eliminate sin. You've got a porn problem, repent of it right now. You've got a lust problem. Repent of it right now. You've got to be made whole. You've got to be made new. You've got to dig deep within your soul and completely repent of ungodly addictions. When you do that, you're setting yourself up to do it right. I'm telling you, that is how it works. And then uh, be kind, be gentle, be friendly, be appropriate, be respectful. Don't just think you know it all, but I think you need to study and read dating and marriage books. You need to get very educated on it. Study what the doctors and the professionals have done. But what I'm preaching over and over again is you've got to have God in this. You've got to have your Bible in this, and you've got to have your church in this, in all aspects and decisions of your life. God, Bible, and church. Date in the will of God, dump in the will of God, get engaged in the will of God, get married in the will of God. All of that is based upon the three main elements that I foresee and that I that I used in my own life and that I feel like is really applicable and understandable for single people these days. And that is when you are with this person, do you find yourself pursuing God more and involved in ministry more? I mean, it just this this person motivate you to want to be in the kingdom of God. 
Does this person, does it motivate you to want to better yourself in this earthly life? Does it make you want to uh, grow and develop yourself more, to get educated, to become the best at whatever skills you know how to do, to own a home someday, buy cars, have children together, you know, do life, make it in life, you know. If they do that for you, that's a good sign. And then number three, do you see yourself losing your individuality? If you see yourself getting more independent, back away. Uh uh-uh. Because Let me tell you what, marriage is about losing your individuality and becoming one with that person. But if you're around that person, you're like, oh, I don't ever want to leave at my mom and dad's house. Um, <laughs> I love my mom and dad too much. I love my mom and dad. I love my mom and dad. Well, that person ain't it. This person should make you want to leave your mother and father and cleave to each other. And when you have those three major things, you're setting yourself up to not date and get dumped, but to date and get engaged. I'm Justin C. Gleason. Have a move of God as you watch NAYC tonight. And may the Lord's will fall upon you regarding healthy relationships.